Right now, we're in the African savanna on a beautiful, sunny summer morning, where we're witnessing a young Amazon PPC campaign in its natural habitat. This juvenile campaign is just two weeks old, newly birthed from Seller Central. You can tell this campaign has so much natural instinct with its fresh new auto-targeting ad groups. Watch closely. You can see already it's learning how to stand and grow, reporting on clicks, conversions, and ACOS. While it seems like this young campaign is healthy and strong, in its youth, it's extremely vulnerable and unprotected from lurking predators. Michael, look! On the horizon, a herd of fierce, irrelevant search queries are approaching. Ah, yes, Stephen. While these queries are dangerous, they don't attack like a lion or a jaguar. Instead, they are parasitic, slowly debilitating an Amazon campaign by draining its ad spend budget to death with low conversion rates. This poor young campaign, defenseless and completely unaware of the encroaching danger. Oh no! The predators have descended upon the campaign! And look! Here comes, galloping in the distance, a search term with 75 clicks and no conversions. This is surely the end of this young campaign. Aha! What's this? Suddenly appearing out of the brush! It's a fully grown ad badger charging in! He's coming to save the campaign! And completely upgrading the campaign with new bid optimizations. Michael! The ad badger is completely pulverizing the vicious, unprofitable search terms. The ad badger has proven himself victorious once again, and he will go on to fight and defend more Amazon campaigns here in the savannah for many years to come. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven from Ad Badger, and you are listening to the AMZ PPC Den podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. And you guys can find all of our episodes, show notes, and links at adbadger.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. What's going on, Badger Nation? It is Mike here, Stephen here. Stephen, how are you doing amongst all this coronavirus, COVID-19 in the world right now? Um, I am surviving. I actually just um, made a pact with my roommates. We agreed that uh, none of us would cut our hair or shave our facial hair until coronavirus has been eradicated from the United States. That's a you might be waiting for a long time. We could be in this. This could this could have been a more than a year commitment. But um, you mean you mean not one case? Because uh, there's a difference. Whenever like life whenever back to normal. Whenever the news headline says it has been eradicated. Okay, uh, listeners out there, we have to hold Stephen to this. Uh, don't forget, you can always check out our episodes on YouTube if you want to see Stephen's <laughs> the de-evolution uh, of Stephen. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so. Steven and I were talking, this is a crazy time, unprecedented time, and we wanted to put together an episode that is really practical, really useful, as we do every single week, but this one we're going to try to record and get it out to you as soon as possible. We're recording this on March 19th at about 3 o'clock central. Uh, What time is it for you, Steven? 1 p.m. Pacific. Cool. So we wanted to get this episode out as fast as possible, so we're going to release this as soon as we get it back from our editor uh, and the blog post, if you normally read those and the YouTube videos will go up a little bit later. So stay tuned for that. Um, 
what we what we're going to be doing this episode is really giving you a toolkit on how to interpret your campaigns during COVID-19, during this coronavirus, uh, so that you can better navigate some of these changes, these fluctuations that you're seeing. We're going to try to talk about what some of those fluctuations are and some of the five biggest metrics to watch. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. Really practical tips on what to do with your campaigns during this critical time. And I did want to mention too, that there are some industries that are actually like seeing upticks where people are actually spending more, where people are actually, um, wanting to work even more on their campaigns uh, and go deeper with them. Um, if you are one of those people, we do have an opening on our managed services program. Um, so if you're spending over 10,000 a month, we have a slot open, definitely hit us up uh, because we would love to work with you during this critical time. We want to see how we can help uh, put our heads together. And we really like our managed services program because it really allows us to get really intimate with some really great companies. So feel free to hit us up on that. Stephen, anything else to say uh, or anything else that you want to say before we get into those five metrics that are really important during this critical time? Uh, I'll just throw in there that I kind of at first didn't want to talk about um, the coronavirus just because I everybody was talking about it. And I was like, I was like, man, are we just like, I mean, I personally felt kind of overwhelmed by just all of Very the much. chatter, every single mm -hmm. Instagram post and just being like, man, can we not be just another email in everyone's inbox saying, here's our take on it? Because I really because, you know, I really care about what Chase Bank thinks about the coronavirus. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but then in our uh, in our community forums, I saw a lot more people asking questions. I mean, like, what should I do? Should I pause my campaigns? Is this the equivalent of like, you know, pulling out all my stocks and, you know, trying to cut losses? So there, there has been a lot of questions about this. Um, so when, when Mike and I got talking, um, I realized I think it would be an important thing to address and help people basically in interpret the data and don't make rash, de rash decisions, but make data-based decisions. So yeah, that's why we're going to talk about, you know, the five metrics that you want to watch, um, as well as, you know, what time frames do you want to be looking at? So that is it for me before the, cool. Yeah, Let, let's jump in to those metrics. Alrighty, so the five metrics are going to be ACoS, conversion rate, spend, revenue, and revenue per click. So even before we touch on those metrics, we should first think about the timeframes at which we are analyzing things. Uh, Stephen, what are your sort of your tips, your thoughts on actually analyzing all these metrics that we're going to be doing when people log into their accounts? What should they set the date selector to? Great question. Um, so things really got crazy around like kind of towards the end of the first week of March, um, around like the fifth or sixth, um, seventh, that's when things really got crazy. So the metric that I've been using for the accounts that I manage is I've been constantly monitoring month to date. I think at this point, that is the most important metric, um, because you want to be dealing with the most relevant data. I, I think month to date and rechecking that every single day is a good balance between recent data, but also like amount of data and data confidence. Because as the days go on, go on, you get a little bit more data, a little bit more data. And that's way better than just going in and just being like, show me the last 60 days um, or last 30 days, because you're gonna be, you know, if it's March 15th and you say, show me the last 15 day, 30 days, well, you had the last 
half of February where no one was really freaking out yet. So mm-hmm. yeah, month to date has been the most important time frame for me. And I've been comparing month to date to February's month to whatever date of the month that would have been back then. So that, mm-hmm. I've been using that mostly. Yeah, exactly. Just like with anything, when it comes to time frames, uh, definitely being aware of that time frame. You know, you don't want to to do last thirty days on January seventh because that's going to include a holiday rush. Uh, so it wouldn't be wouldn't make sense for you to make calculations based off that. So always being aware of the time frames that you're looking at. Uh, Definitely makes sense. I'm I'm totally in alignment with you there. Um, you know, one thing that's difficult to pull out of Amazon is, of course, the change in time frames. So so meaning like trend line data. So that's where looking at some of the charts above what it is that you're looking at can be helpful in helping you determine is it trending upwards, trending downwards, where is it going, what was it doing a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. That can always be helpful. So. When we move into our first metric, you know, the first metric to watch, probably the one that's on most people's minds is, of course, ACOS. So add cost of sales, add cost over sales. Um, we talk about this a lot. We produce a lot of content on ACOS. And I think my first piece of advice out there for everyone, do not freak out over high ACOS. Do not pause your campaigns. Longevity matters. So if you are experiencing a high ACoS, not to say don't care about that high ACoS, but don't overreact and pause your campaigns um, because longevity of those campaigns matters. And if you pause it, you know, at 9am when you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm panicking, let me go ahead and pause these. By 2pm, you know, after you've maybe uh, gotten off the, the crazy news digest, it's possible that at that point you're like, okay, well, let me, let me turn these back on and let me reapproach them. And you know, longevity matters. So the longer you can leave a campaign running generally, the better it is. So by leaving that campaign running longer, it, you're, you're generally, it's better. Like you have a lower ramp up time. You know, there are scenarios where we do recommend pausing campaigns. Whereas if a campaign is really structured poorly, uh, needs a lot of work and you know, it's just not worth it fixing it then in those situations, you might want to restart it anew. But for what we're going to talk about today, during everything that's going on, try not to pause it. We're going to talk about how to actually take action and optimize it so that you can get your ACoS under control. Um, And of course, ACoS doesn't exist on its own, Stephen. You know, ACoS is directly related to your target ACoS because high ACoS, low ACoS is all relative, isn't it? Yeah, so people are seeing their ACoS go up. Some people are seeing their ACoS go down. And one thing that you do have to keep in mind is your target ACoS, your actual goal that is set, which usually relies heavily upon your break-even ACoS. And for a lot of sellers, I bet that their break-even ACoS is now lower than it was before because maybe shipping expenses are going up, suppliers' prices are going up. So there's a lot to consider there. Um, So your break-even may even be getting lower, which may cause people to freak out because their ACoS has gone up, but their break even's gone down. And one thing that I would really want to encourage these people as they're seeing their ACoS go up is don't, like Mike said, don't just pause your campaigns altogether. And the thing that I always love to point out is that, um, well, I'm going to point out two things, but one, ACoS is a matter of spend over sales. Um, And so that being said, two, campaigns don't spend money keywords spend money. Like at the end of the day, it comes down to keywords. 
it comes down to your bids, those are what spend money, not your campaign. So if a campaign has a high ACoS, rather than pausing the whole thing, the, the best strategy here is to open up your ad groups, check out your keywords, you know, take your best performing keywords and focus on those ones. You know, focus on the bottom of funnel keywords, the ones that are driving you revenue, um, that are you know within a you know your break even ACoS. And the second thing I would say, and, and we'll circle back to this later, but adjust bids daily because because we're in such an unprecedented time. Um, this is this is a time where like you do need to be checking in every single day. It's not we're not going to really have consistent data or at least I should say predictable data. So this is no longer a, a once a week task. This is a daily task going in, checking out your keywords. Um, you may, it, it, it's a better strategy at this point to pause keywords, not campaigns. So now's not the best time to focus on your super top of funnel, you know, high reach impression, expansion goal keywords. So that would be my uh, advice there for how to, you know, kind of interpret your ACOS data and what action to take. Very well said. And, you know, as you start by, you know, as you look at that top level metric of your campaign spend, your campaign ACoS, and then as you go down deeper, you will start to see individual targets. So individual keywords, individual auto targets, individual product targets. And these things are where you can start to make changes that are actually going to influence your top level campaign level ACoS, your account level ACoS. So, as we get into metric two, which is conversion rates, uh, let's focus and let's sort of go down, start drilling down in our from our campaigns to our ad groups to our individual keywords and targets. So here we go. Metric two, conversion rates. So conversion rates, and just a quick refresher, just in case conversion rates are new or relatively new to you, conversion rates are going to be the percentage of clicks that end up with a conversion. So really simple example, if you have 10 clicks, and one conversion, that is a 10% conversion rate or 10% of your clicks are getting you a conversion. So it's the rate at which you get orders. So as you open up your account, as is sort of always true, there's going to be some keywords with strong conversion rates and ones with low conversion rates. The thing that you wanna pay attention to, which relates back to point number one, where Steven mentioned adjusting bids daily, is that your conversion rate is in input that you are getting, uh, you're, you're, you're getting this data from Amazon. It's telling you this keyword is converting with this product at 2% conversion rate or 4% conversion rate. And that's over a period of time. So if you look at it over a year, it might be 8% conversion rate. If you look at it month to date, it might be a 4% conversion rate. In a situation like that, you want to be responsive and you want to be tuned in towards what is this conversion rate of each keyword. So that is something that's going to be important and more important as we talk about CPC next, because your conversion rate is going to immediately impact your CPCs, meaning higher conversion rates dictate higher bids. Therefore, you get higher CPCs. There, it's worth more to you, and then other conversion rates that are falling are going to dictate lower CPCs, so that you bid less because these are going to be less profitable for you. So, a lot of these metrics are closely tied together. But as you drill down from metric one and you start going down to individual targets, and you are looking at those conversion rates, that is where a lot of the optimization takes place. And one thing I think that separates you know, 
a strong marketer during these times and a weak marketer during this time, a weak, mar weak marketer might open up their campaigns, see a high ACoS keyword, and just completely obliterate it. And I think stronger marketers look at it and they say, well, what was the conversion rate historically? What is the conversion rate right now? And what should I be paying for this particular keyword based off the value that it's giving me? Because anything with a conversion rate means that it converts at least sometimes. And then you can go in there and make decisions as to, should I be pausing this? Or is it salvageable if I give it a more appropriate bid? Um, so conversion rates... The, the point that I want people to walk away with is conversion rates are moving, they're fluid, uh, and we need to be responsive on that. And before we move into, uh, before I hand the mic over to Steven, who's probably got some more to say about conversion rates, I, I want to really accentuate that these are fluid movements and we need to be responsive to them. So as they go up, we need to take action. As they go down, you know, we decrease bids. As they go up, we increase bids. The second thing too, is we need to pay attention to where the conversion rates are coming from in the sense of, you know, if you look at an auto campaign and you're, you know, looking at the conversion rate of compliments or substitutes, what you're actually looking at is the conversion rate of hundreds of different things. You know, if you're looking at the conversion rate of a broad match, you're looking at the conversion rate of dozens and dozens of different clicks that you actually got. You know, if I'm bidding on a broad match, I always use running shoes. So I'm going to use uh, karate gi instead. Uh, so if I'm bidding on karate gi broad match, it's possible that I show up for karate equipment and maybe karate equipment has a 1% conversion rate, but maybe karate gi for men has a 8% conversion rate. We can't treat this, we can't treat this keyword on all these different search terms as the same conversion rate, we always want to be sure we're looking at appropriate data, which is where looking at your search terms and finding the real conversion rate of what you're actually getting clicks for is incredibly important, that search term report. So to recap that thought, conversion rates are fluid. As they go up, we want to bid more. As they go down, we want to bid less. And then two, we really want to be sure what are we actually getting conversions for? We always want to make decisions based off the things that we got the conversions for, because uh, that helps us get closer to our, to our our perfect bid for what we're actually getting clicks for. So, Stephen, do you have any more thoughts about you know conversions going up, conversions going down? Because I'm sure people are seeing a lot of fluctuation in their campaigns right now. I would say that the average conversion rate has been, we've said like around nine, 10%, maybe a little closer to 10. Um, right now there has been a, you know, a bigger split between who has the, cause I mean, that's a, that's an average of like, you know, high converters, low converters. And lately there is now a, a bigger split between the, the higher converters and lower converters based on niche. So mm -hmm. some niches are seeing their conversion rates go up in this season. Others are seeing theirs go down and um, this is what I would call, you know, is your product in a thrive or dive niche. And what your conversion rates are doing in March as compared to February is the best indicator of are you in a thrive or dive? So thrive meaning your rates are going up, dive, they're going down. So the the thing with like the whole quarantine uh, idea that we're now living in is people are moving to e-commerce. I mean, Amazon just said that they're hiring 100,000 employees to support like all, all the demand now from e-commerce. So there's going to be, you know, fulfillment centers that are getting more employees and more help. There's going to be way more Amazon Prime delivery drivers. So 
a lot of people who would normally shop at grocery stores um, or supermarkets are now moving to online. And so these are going to be the companies where they're going to see a, probably a big boost in their revenue, boost in their conversion rates, um, more traffic than usual. Those are going to be, yeah, so, so different niches that will thrive will be consumable. So household products, supplements, um, things like that, even subscription items. Um, a lot of health-related items, obviously, are going to you know be thriving. So people, thermometers, those will become big sales. Um, medical devices for seniors, like those will probably blow up. Um, another thing that we're going to see this, and this will probably be a little bit of a short term, um, you know, thriving scenario, but non-essentials for students or homeworkers. So laptops, desks, um, these are all things that you're probably, if you are selling one of these items, you've probably already seen an increase in conversion rates and you want to lean into that. Like now's your time to bid aggressively, um, try to win the top of search placements, um, I'm guessing there will maybe even see some like home improvement, home comfort, home decor um, boosts, maybe like, you know, things people ordering new furniture, workout items, stand up desks, like things like that, that are, were never really necessary. And pe people didn't want to fork out the money. I mean, I mean, like I just told you, I just bought a $200 water dispenser um, that I never really needed before. But you know, because it's kind of tough to get water now, uh, without leaving the house. Uh, I mean, I got like this five gallon jug thing next to my desk. So that's an expense that I, that I made that I wouldn't normally have made. Um, now as for the dive products, uh, these are going to be like a lot of luxurious items. So, you know, watches, designer bags, clothing, cause this is, this is the problem of, you know, kind of heading into a recession is people are going to be increasingly, cautious about how much they're wanting to spend. Um, and so the items that were more disposable income type products um, are going to be the ones that we see a big dive in. So um, yeah, anything else you would want to add to that, Mike? You know, there's probably a sprinkling of like unpredictability too. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to say, right? Like, um, who knows exactly where it will go? You know, we're coming into summer, you know, are people going to still want to go outside on hikes? You know, maybe, you know, cause that's something that they can do without a lot of social interaction, you know? So I think there's a degree of like, I'm always the one in the room that's like sprinkling some like, well, I don't know, a little like unpredictability. Like we, we, it, it's, 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 it's going to be hard to say, but I, I think you're pretty spot on with all of your th thoughts that you had uh, in terms of like consum consumables, uh, health-related items, things to help you work from home. I think those are, you know, some obvious like, yeah, I, 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 I agree with those things. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. So the, the point there with the conversion rates is you need to know where they're coming from and you need to be on top of them up and down so that you can take action on that. And that's, that's really the big determining factor, which leads us directly into metric three, your CPCs. So immensely, you know, the cool thing about these metrics and the cool thing about PPC in general is like how things are related to one another. So we talked about ACOS and ACOS is an impact of, well, how many sales you get and how much you're paying for those sales. And how many sales you get is a determinant of your conversion rates and then the other part of that is how many, how much you're spending, which is your cost per clicks, which is you get to influence that 
by your bids. So as your conversion rates goes up, you will want to be increasing your bids because those keywords are worth more. Uh, and of course your target date cost is sprinkled in there too. Um, because you know you want to bid as much as you can without going over your target ACOS in a perfect world, because that uh, allows you more visibility over your competition. And as your conversion rates are going down, you're going to want to decrease your bids a relative amount. So in that example earlier where I mentioned, hey, if I had an 8% conversion rate normally, but now my conversion rate is 4%, and now my ACOS is like twice as bad as I want it to be, you know, when it was 8%, my ACOS was like sitting pretty at 25%. But now that my conversion rate is at 4%, I'm doing worse. I'm doing half as bad as I normally do. So I'm go so now my con my ACOS is at 50%. So I went from 25 to 50% because my conversion rate got chopped in half. Um, considering that your CPCs, you know, have stayed the same throughout that time, the way to influence that, the way to react to a falling conversion rate is with a falling bid. So this is relates to what we mentioned in point one. Don't go pausing your campaigns. Don't necessarily pause your keywords either. You know, if you're seeing a spike in a good keyword, like an ACOS spike on a good keyword, that is like the number one diagnosis for that. Optimize your bids. So optimize your bids. You always want to, you know, calculate what is this keyword worth? let me bid exactly to that. So as your conversion rate gets like twice as bad, you want to lower your bid by half because that will help you offset the, the lowered conversion rate that you have. That'll help you offset it. So bids are huge. Steven, you mentioned you got to update your bids daily. I could not agree more, especially during times like this. Um, do people still need to take into account the, uh, like a data delay? The data delay is getting a little bit smaller, so that's good. But, uh, when you update your bids daily, uh, how do you think about the data delay now? Uh, so Amazon said that they only have a 12-hour data delay. That's what it says, at least in the campaign manager. So I said month to date. Mm -hmm. I, I mean month to yesterday. That's what I use. One more thing about CPCs, just as a metric that you're watching. Um, so when people, ACOS, we, we already talked about, like, <laughs> we did the episode, like, is ACOS a vanity metric? And it can be at times because, again, um, campaigns don't create ACOS. Keywords create ACOS. And really, mm -hmm. CPCs create ACOS. And the one reason why you might see your, your ACOS go up, like maybe, dude, maybe your conversion rates stayed the same. Like they weren't impacted. And your revenue stayed the same. And like they weren't impacted. But your ACOS went up. Mm -hmm. and it's like, what the heck? Well, it's possible that your cost per click went up. And so... If say you, you set like a, a $5 bid on a keyword, you might only be charged like $3, $4 if you're the highest bidder. But if you were in one of those thrive niches, well, now your competition may be trying to like, you know, they're taking advantage of this, this seasonality. And so they're starting to bid more aggressively with their ads. And now their bidding, their, their you know, increased competition is causing your bids to go closer to what your max bid was previously set at, even though your cost per click wasn't the same as your max bid. So you could be seeing that happen. You, your space might be getting more competitive. Um, the other thing that could happen is your space might be getting less competitive. And consider this scenario. Say again, you're, we'll do a, a smaller example. Say you were bidding a dollar. And let's say top of search was worth $1.20, but you weren't really winning any of those placements. Um, you were 
so you, you're bidding a dollar, um, and the rest of search say you're going to most of your placements at rest of search, and that was 50 cents. So your cost per clicks around 50 cents. You're not winning any top of search impressions at a, at a dollar 20 because you're not willing to spend that much because it's not profitable for you. But let's say your competition has paused all of their campaigns because their ACoS started going super high up at top because the conversion rates were falling. They were in a dive niche. They were in, you know, they were selling car parts, let's say, and people aren't really driving these days. So they're selling auto parts. And, you know, they realize top of search isn't profitable anymore. So either they decrease their bids and they come out of that or they pause their campaigns altogether. And now you're the highest bidder at a dollar. And so all of a sudden you're winning placements where you never were before and your CPCs have now jumped to a dollar and that's not profitable for you. So again, don't freak out and just pause your campaign altogether. You know, look at the keywords, adjust your bids. Those are the things that are driving your CPCs. Those are the things that are driving your ACoS. Really simple to understand. We've talked about this uh, the last two episodes when we were talking about placement bids and we've talked about bid optimization quite a bit. Uh, it's basically revenue per click multiplied by your target ACoS. So that will incorporate what your conversion rate changes have been. Uh, and the way that that gets incorporated uh, is with your like revenue per click because a higher conversion rate means you have a higher revenue per click. A lower conversion rate means you have a lower revenue per click. And then multiplying that by your target ACoS puts your bids where they need to be. So we have a lot of content on how you can quickly do this in your entire account. You know, you could, you can use a tool like Ad Badger. If you have questions on that, definitely hit us up. Uh, or you can use a bulk sheet or you can just do it right inside your campaign. So, you know, that is how you would come to your new bid conclusion. So that is probably one of the most important things that you can do during this whole time uh, as you improve your campaigns. With that, Let's move on to metric four, revenue. Already revenue, Stephen. Um, talk to us a little bit about revenue. So, I mean, I feel like this goes for every metric. I was going to say, for some people, revenue is going up. For some people, it's going down. But like, that is everything uh, that we've talked about. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's a few. I mean, everyone's, at the end of the day, everyone cares about their bottom line. Um, and or even their top line because that is what's impacting their business decisions. How much you know product? How much inventory should I be holding? How much product should I be ordering? We're going to talk about that on the next episode. By the way, this week is just about PPC specific stuff. Next week we want to share a little bit more about kind of inventory management, um, business strategies. But we didn't want to make this episode longer than it needs to be, and maybe it's too late for that. But um, Two things that I would, you know, encourage people to keep in mind with the revenue is, you know, what is the cost of that revenue? So that's going back to the A cost thing, because your revenue may be going down, but your A cost is staying pretty consistent. So, um, you know, that's one thing to kind of keep in mind. And the second thing is actual search volume, because I guess we're, we're talking about, yeah, going back to the first thing I said, we're talking about cost of acquisition, like how much does it cost you to get that revenue? And if your revenue is going mm -hmm. down, hey, maybe we need to, you know, change our campaign strategies and hit a different market. Maybe we really need to, maybe it's time to really start tapping into retargeting ads, um, you know, expand our strategies, um, you know, optimize our product listings um, to really help out. And again, next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about product listing optimization specifically for the season. Um, but the other thing I'd keep an eye on is search volume. I mean, we've talked about brand analytics, search frequency report. Um, I mean, last week's search uh, frequency report 
is very different than the first week of January's was. Uh, we should have pulled that report up before we started recording this because that'd be funny to look at and see what's different. But um, like search traffic, is it's changing. It's a different type of e-commerce traffic. And so don't be too hard on yourself if your revenue's dropping, your campaigns aren't performing. Um, and don't freak out too much. Like a lot of this is just a, a panic, knee-jerk reaction. And people are probably just like, the traffic's changed. Amazon's seen an overall influx of demand and and you know sales and searches, but it's for a very specific thing. And if if anything, it's really just training people who don't normally shop on Amazon to shop on Amazon more. And so mm-hmm. moving into the future, people will kind of, especially as they're quarantined, you know, the first half of this month is mostly just like we need the essentials, we need the work from home stuff. Um, so if you are in one of those dive niches where your revenue is going down, um, I would just say like, you know, hold on, don't freak out. Like once things kind of smooth out and people get used to <laughs> quarantine life, um, they're going to go back to, you know, a lot of their um, more normal purchases and that volume will will come back up. So uh, yeah, those are my my two cents on that. Mike, anything you'd want to add to, you know, total revenue? Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning you know, in, in a scenario where maybe, you know, your next six weeks is obviously going to be lower than your previous six weeks revenue. You know, you do, to, to me, it's just all about responsiveness. So as that's happening, you want to look at that and like, what is the cost of that revenue? Uh, you know, do I need to be decreasing my bids? And of course, decreasing your bids with the formula that I mentioned a couple minutes ago, that is how you can help get your revenue at the ratio that you want it, you know, get your revenue at the ACOS that you want it. And that ratio ties right into metric five, which is of course your RPC, your revenue per click, which is paramount during this time. So with that, let's jump into our last metric, metric five RPC. So revenue per click in any normal account in any time fluctuates. You know, the quality of one click, like a branded click is going to be really high. You know, the amount of revenue that you make per click, you know, that's just taking the amount of revenue by the amount of clicks. So a hundred dollars, 10 clicks, that's $10 uh, in revenue per click. That's obviously going to be the highest for your branded terms. And it's going to be the lowest, I mean, you're relatively, you're going to make the least money per click on like you know, maybe very broad searches. So if you're selling uh, weights like to work out with, maybe just like a broad fitness. Like sometimes I'll see people bid on the word fitness. And it's like, well, that's kind of not that related. The quality of that click might not be so high and the, that therefore the revenue per click might not be so high. That doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't convert at all. So it probably needs a low bid because it has a low RPC. And really the point that I want to make with this whole like quality of clicks is this isn't so much a metric, but it's more so like the quality of your clicks in the sense of, is this a research-based click? Is this a browsing-based click? Are, like, are people just browsing and then finding my product? Or are they like hunting for it? Like they know exactly what they want. This segues perfectly into you know, the types of campaigns, your account structure, you're sort of thinking is a bottom of funnel click, is this a top of funnel click? Generally, bottom of funnels, those branded, those direct searches have a high revenue per click, therefore they need a high bid. And the top of the funnel ones have a lower buy intent, therefore they have a lower conversion rate, therefore they have a lower revenue per click, therefore they need a lower bid so that you can maintain your targeted costs across the board. Um, so during a time like this, you want to look 
at where are my really valuable clicks coming from? Where are my really valuable keywords? And allocate your spend towards there. Because, you know, if you have this crazy top of funnel keyword that like is barely converting to normal times, it's very likely that it's not converting right now. And for that, you need to take action, either really drive down the bid on that one. And that this is where you can sort of pause some of these fringe terms that rarely convert. Um, so that would be sort of my recommendation on how to think about the quality of your clicks and the revenue per clicks. Um, there's a lot to consider with keyword management, I know. Stephen, what haven't I mentioned? The only thing I would want to add is... <laughs> oh, I wasn't planning on saying this, but I'll say it. Campaigns don't get sales. Keywords get sales. And more specifically... I haven't heard that before. More yeah, specifically, search terms get sales. And so yeah. in a time like this, if you're really trying to... You know, if conversion rates are low... If conversion rates are low, basically meaning, you know, you're getting less sales per click. Um, now is really, or sorry, yeah, less orders, I should say, per click. Now is the time to really maximize, okay, well, you know, how much revenue am I getting per click? Um, so when it does convert, you know, you you only want the clicks that are the highest quality of clicks at this point. So uh, what I was going to say about keyword management is um, now is really the time to focus on exact and, you know, stop your research campaigns. Um, stop focusing on the broad and the phrase match. Like if you're going to pause a campaign, that might be one that's worth pausing uh, and really focus on those exact match keywords. So Mike, with your example, like fitness, you know, if you want to set a really low bid on fitness as an exact match, I mean, say you're selling dumbbells um, or yeah, maybe we'll say home fitness or, you know, to be a little more, uh, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. Fitness, home fitness, exact match. Uh, and you're selling dumbbells like, if you set a low bid, you could probably, you know, get a decent revenue per click. Um, and, you know, with a low cost per click, you could you could hit a good A cost. But you wouldn't want to run that, Mike, as you said, as like a phrase or broad match, because, which would be the same if it's only one word, but um, because at that point, you know, people could be typing super specific for another product uh, searches, something like... Fitness for seniors. Fitness for seniors, yeah, or like fitness bands, and, mm -hmm. you know, then you're, you're qualifying for that, but it's hyper irrelevant. So, you know, focus on the exact match. Um, don't worry too much about your phrase and broad match or auto and just, you know, max. So keyword management, like get all your converting search terms. Uh, you know, we say that almost every episode, like take those converting search terms, turn those into manual exact and really let those kind of be your breadwin breadwinners through this season. Yes. Uh, and, you know, to piggyback on that, sometimes people will write in and they'll say, hey, my broad match version uh, of a keyword is converting super high, but my exact match is converting super low. Uh, that is generally like happenstance, meaning that broad match is finding other things that are converting better than the exact match version. So uh, in the example of using broad match fitness is converting better than exact match fitness that, you know, maybe I'm selling dumbbells and then fitness dumbbells is the thing that's actually getting the conversions in that broad match. So always look at your search term report. That couldn't be more true during this time because you want to trim the fat. You want to get rid of things that have a low revenue per click and you want to amplify the things that have a high revenue per click. So Stephen, we have just walked through five metrics to really focus on during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, monitor your target ACOS, monitor your ACOS, adjust your bids daily along with that. 
monitor your conversion rates, see if they're going up or down. Monitor your CPCs and, and have your bids be reflexive of your rising or falling conversion rates, which is directly tied to the amount of revenue that you get, which is directly tied to the art revenue per click. And be sure you're cleaning up some of your research-based campaigns, making everything a little bit tighter. That's where you can get some of those money savings. Um, we did a lot. And you know, during this time, just like we mentioned, uh, we do have an opening in our managed services program. So again, if you're if you are spending over 10,000 a month and you do have questions and you do want to collaborate with us, we have an open spot. So definitely hit us up. Uh, we're easy to get in touch with. You can just go to our website. It's on the bottom right of every page. We have a little message bu bubble or at badger.com slash contact. We'd love to talk with you. Um, any closing thoughts about PPC and the coronavirus, Stephen? Uh, nope. I think I said everything that was at least on my yes. mind, but you guys all yes. stay safe out there, stay indoors, and let's get through this together. Yes. Uh, a calm sea has never crafted a skilled sailor, and now it's really an opportunity for all of us to navigate these seas. Uh, so hopefully we have given you some new lenses on how to view some of your campaigns during this time. Have a good one. We will see you soon right here at badger.com slash podcast. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Mike here. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And as some of you may already know, the podcast isn't all that we do when it comes to Amazon. Uh, we actually spend the majority of our day working on building the best Amazon advertising tool we possibly can to help automate a lot of the concepts that we discuss during the show. Yep. And we appreciate you as listeners. We'd love your feedback about our app. Uh, and if you're interested in giving our free trial a shot, just head on over to adbadger.com slash podcast deal. That's adbadger.com slash podcast deal. Thank you so much for the support, guys. We really do appreciate you. And we'll see you next episode.